0: Hey, I'm Pat B. Just Johnny. Hey, it's Shay.
1: And Lilith Beast.
0: And this is The Geek Down on WEMF Radio. All All right. Boom, chicka, boom. <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll do the acapella intro. You know how we get down. We got those improv classes. Am I right? Mm-hmm. No, I yeah, see, we're doing that. so well. Pause. <laughs> okay, got that. I will try again. Ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Town. I
2: am Pat.
0: We have a full house of drunken reprobates. Look at you. Oh, you know, I'm practicing and missing. I'm kidding. Love to have all of you in the house. Always. Not just my man, just Johnny.
2: Yeah, I'm drinking. Yo. (laughs) And (laughs) I I forgot
0: the intro I had for you. All right. (laughs) No one knows what's in this cup. All right. And the frightfully delightful little beast.
1: So happy to be back.
0: All right. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us once again.
1: Oh, and especially for Sabrina, this is—I'm so excited to be here.
0: Well, we're gonna get into it in a little bit, but also special guest returning to the ring, the retired champion, Shayna.
3: Hey, it's a I, I mean, I—I I only feel like it's been like a year since I've been here.
0: Because it's only been like a year since you've been here, yeah. Oh, but still, it? yeah. How you? Why you all low key? Peace, <laughs> so it's like back from the, you know. It's like, hey, how you doing?
3: Everything I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but when I come back from the dead, um, I'm a little lethargic.
0: Word? You, you, I, 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 I don't remember that being the case, but okay. That's called
2: rigor mortis.
3: Yeah, you got you to gotta work that out for us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. True, true fact.
0: She uh, got the dust. Wait, Johnny, what kind of concoction you got in that? You got in that <laughs> so third with a, with, a, with a shot real quick? Oh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. As always, Lilith already mentioned we're talking the chilling adventures of Sabrina. This is the new reboot of uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Now out on, um, was it, Netflix, I think? Yeah. Yeah, dude, it is raw. And we're going to give you the <laughs> full nitty-gritty in a bit. Also, talking about Girl in the Spider's Web, this is the latest uh, Elizabeth Salander adventure. If anyone's familiar with the original Girl and the Dragon, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy, this is the uh, next book in that series. And I thought it was the fourth and final, but apparently, Shana, you dropped on before the show that there's actually five.
3: Well, at least from what I heard, there was either... Oh, yeah. From what I heard, either there is a fifth book coming out or one has come out. And, yeah, but apparently the two last books aren't as well-received as the first three.
0: Yeah, I believe you said a direct quote from the widow. Oh, yeah, the widow widow. widow.
3: of Steve Larson essentially said they were garbage.
0: Yeah, that's... (laughs) that's, (laughs) She was
3: kind of really upset that they continued the series without her husband.
0: Well, okay, he's dead. I mean, and essentially
3: accused the publishing company in. of just wanting to make more money off his name.
0: Okay, that I can understand. Then, if he didn't have more like story specked out, no, they just he used didn't. The characters. It right, was a right.
3: trilogy, and it was a trilogy thought in um, with a very specific thought process in mind, because mm. he wrote it for a friend of his, well, who was no longer his friend. Because of some devastating crap that happened in their past. Because he knew a real Elizabeth. Oh. Yeah.
0: Mm. All right, we'll get the full story on that in a little (laughs) bit as well, because apparently it runs deep. Yeah. Uh, And, of course, Johnny, you, my man, in true force, got to check out Castlevania. You know, it never gets better than what was it, Castlevania 2 though?
2: <laughs> no one knows where to go in that game. Uh, it's <laughs> just you have to re- need somewhere and Yeah, why
0: did they design Oh, <p274> uh, you know what? No, stop. We're not talking yeah, about the game. We're, we're talking about Castlevania, the Netflix series. Which is much more clean
3: school. cut. Oh, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. This is this is wait, wait, Shannon, did you did you check this out? Are you familiar?
3: No, yeah, I've seen both seasons.
0: Oh well, then throwing awesome. us curveballs left and right. We got to get into <laughs> this in just was an a awesome little show. bit. It's gonna get it's gonna it's gonna get weird, y'all. I'm excited. We're gonna I'm whip excited. it
2: into shape. All
0: right, and then of course, um, we got some devastating news from Tom before the show, bringing us all down to the depths. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, you gonna put that on me? That's, that's what man. I got. That's what I gotta do, man. We need a scapegoat. I'm the bearer uh, of bad news here. Yeah, no, devastating news from the uh, geek community and just general comicdom and fandom and all th- all things entertainment. We lost the uh, legend uh, just today, Stan Lee. Uh, another than Stan, the man Lee himself, uh, co-creator of Marvel Comics. Most of the characters you've gone to know and love over the decades. Um, one of the original pioneers of civil rights, indirectly. Um and and I mean his work has touched everyone in this room. Whether or not you consider yourself a comic fan, you're familiar with the fair, you know, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. one of those um, one of those things where it's like you always expect he's o- he was older than old and <laughs> yeah, still no, totally. you expect him to be an ever present figure.
3: I mean he was a soldier in World War Two. Yeah, <laughs> like you know.
0: Just this old pimp, you know, in uh, you know, uh, just as a presence, he rocking leisure shoots well into like the '90s. You know, he was that hey, dude. he
3: could. He
0: was Stanley. I described him as everyone's favorite old coot, and we'll go into why in a little, uh, in a little bit later on in the show. Uh, just want to make sure we get that that announcement out of the way, and we pay our proper respects in a bit. Right now, I'm going to turn it over to just Johnny. I want you to spearhead this one because you were the main one jazz uh. about Castlevania, and then Castle, uh, Castlevania the animated series. Yep. And now Castlevania
2: season two. Season two. So the. The first season came out, uh, I believe it was last year. I don't think it was around Halloween, but it might have landed right around no. Halloween. No, no they um, weren't that deliberate and happy. No, no. I think yeah. it came out
3: in, like, the spring. Uh,
2: and then now this one, season <laughs> two has come Valentine's out. Valentine's Day, Castlevania. <laughs> it might
0: have been,
2: but like, actually, in, like, March. <laughs> yeah, that val- Valentine's Day would be pretty appropriate for it. Just in uh, time for Earth Day. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, I mean, uh, what's
3: more Valentine's Day than vampires?
2: Yeah. So season one was more of a test bed as to whether or not the concept of uh, of a video game franchise being converted into an animated Netflix series. Uh, and it turned out to be uh, the viewer interest in it was surprisingly high. And as a result, it led to uh, a legitimate TV series, which is season two of Castlevania, where they actually add the depth that was certainly missing on the first one. The first one was only four episodes long, mm-hmm. and it was more of a set piece uh, like an extended pilot, if yeah, you will, no, I agree to that. introduce uh the characters and the world and a lot of setup, but not sort of leaving a whole lot hanging, especially at the very the the finale of that where it's uh Belmont and Alucard sort of uh, going at it and then resolving wow. uh that there and it sort of picks up on season two immediately where that leaves off, uh, more or less, uh, and it sort of uh, takes the storyline and. Uh, and sort of splits it into two parallel story, two main parallel storylines where it's uh Belma Alikard and um so Suiroken So Suiroken is that her name? No. no. It's like oh. Sapphire Uh yeah, it's like Sophia, or Sapphire, or Safira. Uh, it might be Safira. Oh, don't uh, me I make a man. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look this one up. Uh, I as it begins I with an along. S. Yeah, it does. But it definitely with has S. an
3: F sound in there.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want you I want you to look it up. Watch it be like. i It might be Sophia. There's there's a few like. It might be Sophia. I'm gonna lean towards Sophia for now. Uh, and it was uh, so that's one uh, parallel of uh, or one storyline that's sort of progressing uh, throughout season two, and then the other one, which actually gets way more uh time than i was expecting uh, which is the dracula storyline and oddly enough it's not really so much about dracula uh directly as it is is... about
0: blackula i was waiting for this (laughs) (laughs)
2: well it's about dracula but it's more so about how dracula is sort of leading and managing his little war and and the generals that he has in uh, employed and sort of recruited into a system against his war against all of humanity uh, as a vengeance, basically. Because uh, uh, I don't know if I should. Well, well, okay, don't go, don't yeah. go into
0: spoilers. But like, you, mean, you can feel free to give a
2: couple our of details. Are spoilers
3: hey. from season one? No, like season legit. one's past.
0: Okay, if they miss okay, so now, yeah, yeah. That's all yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So, so <laughs> season one, you see, uh, they, they give more context in this one. They flesh it out a bit more. But in season one, uh, Dracula's wife uh, gets murdered by the, the church.
0: Charge. I'm I'm i i was gonna say Dante and Virgil, but I didn't know if that. Know,
3: know. Alucard's that their dude. son.
2: Yeah, uh, and he gets uh, uh, she gets murdered uh, by the church for you know witchcraft. The whole witchcraft. Yeah,
3: because a woman can't be a smart and have knowledge that you know men don't. Well,
0: not yeah. in Trump's Castlevania. We it was, I it was, mean,
2: it was blasphemous
0: historically in history,
3: yeah. any time a woman was too smart, she was often brontosaurus. Of yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and and they definitely touch up on that and sort of uh, give uh, contextual a lot. A lot of there isn't much dialogue in any of the scenes in this, but what they do say is sort of you can tell it's uh, nuanced with a whole lot of research behind it. Uh, but they don't go into lengths uh, sort of explaining it or even talking down to you and sort of saying, oh, this is where we're getting the reference. Only, the only times that they do that is to really explain uh, some of the lore, uh, the hidden lore and mythos of Castlevania itself, but all the other uh, avenues that they sort of pull from, like the witch hunts and stuff like that, it's all... Uh, it They leave more of it up to you, the audience, to sort of research on your own time, but... They definitely uh, hint at it and suggest it and reference it as a means of, yeah, we know what we're talking about when we mention these particular things. Oh,
3: yeah. There's, like, tons of Easter eggs in, like, the background if you're paying really good attention. Like, if you know Castlevania, you'll pick it up.
2: Oh, then my you, goodness. Like, We've... it's
3: everywhere, <laughs> though, especially in the library
2: Oh my, oh, I was, it was like every single episode uh, that I was watching was just, I was picking up on all these different uh, references and I was getting so excited because this is, uh, the first season, it had it there in plenty of spots where it wasn't as uh, as plentiful as it was in this season. Mm. They go out of their way to sort of tie-in lore from other Castlevania games, whereas uh, Season 1 was more about the lore of Castlevania 3. Yeah. This one... That's
3: still the main story, though, Castlevania.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's still the main story. Yeah, the main plot is Castlevania 3, but this one, they tie in the prior mainline Castlevania game, Lament of Innocence, where they mention it when they go into the library and they're talking about uh leon belmont and how the whole belmont clan sort of came to be and how the belmonts were actually they came from france and they're like this fr- uh, french they family
0: belmont spring waters like you know <laughs> <saw Belmont. laughs> like, okay, no, let me ask you about that then though because okay as someone who i'm familiar with the, the castlevania with the games but i'm not a huge fan am i gonna see them do like really go like the nth degree to the point where it gets like corny and ridiculous, you know. Someone Whoa. picks up, someone picks up, answers their cell phone, and the ringtone is, <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. Nah. Or is nah, it just like, nah. if I'm a fan, it's cool. I realize this. If I'm not, I'm not distracted. I can still get into the story.
3: Exactly. Like yeah. It.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's like how Marvel introduces their sort of little winks and nods towards the hardcore fans mm-hmm. uh, it, within the Marvel movies. It's the same the same amount of fan service, if you will. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say if if you come at this without any Castlevania knowledge, uh, it's it's really... Uh, a lot of this stuff is definitely going to go over your head, and, and you won't catch on to some of the things. And it might... Some of it may appear a little bit on the ridiculous side. Mm. For example, when uh, when the group, when Alucard and, and Belmont and Sophia, and I definitely need to research your name, uh, when they get ambushed uh, by the monsters, uh, there's this duo of monsters... Uh, Which I I just loved how they did this. It's basically, I think it's the very first boss fight in Mm. Symphony of the Night. Where it's like they are
3: modeled after um, both of them are modeled after boss, small bosses from the games. Yeah, almost everything is. They're modeled after like named characters definitely appear um, from the games. They really did. A really good job of taking what was like the essence of this franchise and telling a cohesive story in a way that I've never seen people <coughs> do with a video game franchise before.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And they talked about how Trevor was unable to utilize magic, and that's actually part of the lore of Castlevania. Magic doesn't get reintroduced to the Belmont family until uh, right around the Simon Belmont, Richter Belmont era of things, and it's they, it's just it goes deep. Oh, but they sort of mention it very quickly. Mm-hmm. So if you know these things, uh, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah that, that they're, this is so, like, accurate and the people are paying attention so closely to what's happening. But because they mention it so quickly and they sort of keep going with the story and keep going with, uh, with the main storyline, it's never going to sort of uh, take the people who don't know anything about it and sort of uh, make them feel excluded because they're missing out on all this deeper lore and deeper material. And and that little fight, it was just great because you just see this gargoyle thing with this other, like, weird skeletal bird thing, and they do the whole, like, it grabs it and lifts it and starts flying around with the other one with the spear. Oh, it was just great.
0: Okay, so I'm hearing a lot of positives here. Johnny's cheese grinning over there hard. Um, I think is this, this is
1: the happiest I've ever seen you, Johnny.
0: Seriously, yeah. I love like, Cowspania You morose so much. Mother- this dude.
1: Like, for someone, <laughs> like...
3: For any Castlevania fan, like, mm. this is such a good, re- like, you're not going to be disappointed like so many other franchise fans in the past, essentially, like. Oh, you
0: mean seeing that first Street Fighter series where it's like, uh, uh what, what's his name? You got uh, Blanca, uh, why is he turning human for like half these episodes? Yeah, I don't know, you know like, random yeah, you're dumbness. not, it, it Mortal is Mortal exactly series, you know, what stuff it like needs that, where to
3: give, and like, that is usually the problem with video game franchises being turned into like other media because they can't seem to figure out what's the important th- through line mm. like yeah, you can have references but you still need a cohesive story and games do and don't do that sometimes because it's also a pass uh, um, a, a non passive media switch to a passive media
0: All right so one yeah. question I do have then um, because of what you said about the previous the previous season and the uh, stuff you described that really uh, drive people for
2: win this season,
0: is this playing out uh, just uh, storylines from the games, or is this presenting any new material?
2: Oh, there's definitely new material. They, they sort of took the story of uh, other Castlevania games and squished it into this one, mm-hmm. and gave even more information about it. Uh, for example, they introduced Carmilla, which... I don't think is a character that uh, ever appears in Castlevania 3, but appears in other Castlevania yeah. games. Uh, Hector, which is uh, the I believe the main character they play as. Is he in like in, four or five? He's in. He's um, in all the movies. Uh, he's in uh, <laughs> the PS2 Xbox uh, Castlevania game, uh, Something of Darkness. Uh, I forget what it's called. I'll, I'll look that one up yeah, as like... well. Oh, um, so I found her name. Nope, okay. I didn't.
0: It's like Bert, isn't it?
2: Nah, nah. <laughs> Where
0: is it? All right, well, come back to the name.
3: But, like, all in all, though, the show, I got to say, like, I really want to mention the dialogue in the show. Like, the character dialogue yes. is so good. Like, there's yes. such really good, like, witty repartee that goes on between the characters. Like, despite the really dark circumstances around them, they have really smart, witty in funny
2: dialogue the banter is excellent it's so good so, it's so good <laughs> oh right. my whip. god i laughed I so many times well someone uh, did this sucks <laughs> and, <laughs> it, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it's not just with uh with belmont Nalakar. the banter with uh so her name by the way uh the mage uh lady is Cipher. So, yeah, no, yeah no 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 one's getting that i know kn- no.
3: see i was it was there like yeah. tip of the song i knew the s the f i'm like i
2: you
0: know, cipher, from the Newport ciphers, of yeah. course. <laughs> right. but,
2: but there are there are characters on the Bell uh, sorry, the vampire side of the storyline that are also just like hilarious in sort of their behaviors <gasps> I, and I their loved antics. God brand. Uh God Godbrand, yeah. God brand was
3: great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and all right, he's done uh, by the voice of the dude who did Charnabog and Um American Gods. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay then.
3: <laughs> oh, you, this is a person. He's one of those guys. who's a character actor, and he's Swedish. He often plays Russian gangsters, though. Um, you've seen him in a bunch of stuff.
0: If you could oh, describe him,
3: um, my remember Minority Report, the Cricket doctor, I think.
0: I remember, I remember Minority Report. There was wooden balls. There was a there was some albinos in water. And, he's uh, in so
3: much <laughs> stuff. He was just in that show on that Fox canceled the uh, the show about the. Plane that goes from like uh, L. A. to Las Vegas.
1: That sounds like a really boring show. I gotta say, no yeah. wonder it's been canceled. <laughs> like the episode of actually,
3: the way. Actually, it was bit. weird. It was actually really, really weird. <laughs>
0: right, okay, if so you said, like have a Michael Richardson or someone. Then yeah, we can. Pick there's actually out the a really
3: a w- lot of well-known. Um, the voice cast is really good, and it's a lot of well-known actors that you like. You see, like Richard Armitage is in there. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: So, uh, Curse of Darkness is the PS2 Xbox game where you play as uh, Hector, and uh, so they tie in that game uh, into Dracula's Curse. They they tie it into uh, Lament of Innocence. So they're taking like a lot of the lore and sort of adding it and making what would be a fairly straightforward and simple story of Castlevania three and expanding it because uh, Curse of Darkness kind of does happen. Uh, very close proximity-wise, timeline-wise, within the the lore of it, very close to what happens in the events of Castlevania 3. So this all very much makes lots of sense. And one of the characters I absolutely love that I think kind of stole the story and sort of as like a, a written character and sort of made the story way more interesting because... Uh, you know, Casbane games aren't really known for like a huge, awesome, elaborate story or anything like that. Is Carmilla. Mm.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, she was great. Especially when she was cussing out Godbrand.
2: Oh, yeah. Like yeah. her cussing
3: out Godbrand was like the best moments ever. You know, Godbrand shouldn't <laughs> come out or like, off like that. She uh, usually, because her character is very like composed and elegant, but like commanding. Mm-hmm. But when she talks to him, she loses her stuff just a little.
0: <laughs> what? Okay, okay, so the acting really, really, uh, really brings that out.
3: Yeah, like th- yeah. there's really nothing bad about this show. Unless you don't like like dark occult type things, then fine, you wouldn't like it. But if you like vampires and a little bit of horror and really good animation and really good um dialogue and a in a good story, then you'll
0: like it. All right, well then let's get it down yeah. properly. What 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 would y'all take? Thumbs up, thumbs oh, down. Yeah, uh,
2: definite thumbs up for me.
3: I can't wait for season three. Honestly, like they set it up wonderfully too. Like you know, there's going to be a season three because Netflix already greenlit a season three. But, um, but the way they ended season two is like it could have been a fine ending, but it set up good for another season.
0: Okay, so they did they, they, they
2: did they did the proper Futurama treatment then. Yes. Yeah, okay. and and there is a lot of setup for bigger oh, and bigger so stuff. Sad. Yeah,
3: it was very bittersweet ending. So like, if you don't like bittersweet endings just be prepared that that's just thing, what you're gonna get mm. all right cool it's a good ending though it's very satisfying
0: all right so you will be satisfied it will not leave you hanging or not leave you blue okay we're talking about uh, ca- uh talking about castlevania season two it's on netflix right now and it looks like it might be the lead into a uh, season three that's the general consensus yeah i'm pretty sure they've it better they've, they've already right.
3: said <laughs> it, it's, it better it's really well i gotta say netflix spent a lot of money on this because it was really well done
0: all right uh, check it, uh, check for, doggone, I can't speak. Look for it at your latest, at uh, your local Netflix dealership. <laughs> All right, right now I'm gonna, man, um, I want to talk about The Girl in the Spider's Web. Yeah. Now, this, when I first found out they had made another movie, I was a huge fan of the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo book series, and then I found out, wait a minute, they made movies of these in Sweden? And I went out of my way to find, like, the import uh, movies and watch the Swedish version. And then, like, a month later, they ran the Swedish version at a local uh, indie theater, the one over in Arlington. I'm like, okay, cool, fine, you know, bump it. Still already paid some money, but let's do this and go see it on a bigger screen. Awesome. And then it was, like, this thing that only I knew about, even though everyone on the subways like, ha- has one of these books. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I- 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 it was a bandwagon thing, but it was a bandwagon for a reason. They were good, and I was happy to see them. And then we in America got The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movie starring um, Rooney Mara and uh, da- and Daniel Craig, Craig yeah. mm-hmm. uh, with this wack- weak soundtrack by uh, by Trent Reznor for some reason. I don't know why. I love that soundtrack. Uh, man, <laughs> like, did you,
3: it like was, how did... The- for you, the soundtrack how, itself. How does the, American the, soundtrack version is, the soundtrack
0: itself did not fit, and it kind of took me out of the story that was already teetering. The story in the Swedish versions was spot on, inc- including the the one of the most satisfying scenes, which is the very end, which I'm going to spoil it right now, when she finally catches, the, or at least catches up, with the main antagonist that's been causing like all the stuff in the book, and then. Takes him out in the rawest way, it just, just the most like you had it coming. Yes, in the oh, well, okay, I guess you had that coming too. Ah, oh, well, yeah, it's what you get. Um, anyone got a mop? You know, it, 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 it was like that, and I felt that the um the U.S. version kind of neutered that end part, that end bit that was really, it was, it was like it was raw, but it was like one of the most. Um, satisfying parts of mm-hmm. the first book. And then the rest of the trilogy just carried on the story where if you're really interested in this character and her adventures, then it takes you through more of that world and delivers more of what you were probably looking for. Now, this latest version is, this latest um, installment is not by the original uh, author, Steve Larson. He passed away. So this was, um, now from what I thought going in, I thought this was the same way uh they did movies, they did Bruce Lee movies, you know, posthumously. You know, they did um Robert Heinlein novels posthumously. Uh that he had notes, he had half written stories that uh the production company or the publisher or anyone brought on another writer to complete and then they released the finished work. I thought that's what this was oh, no. and Shayna, you're telling me that's not what the girl was. No, no, they just
3: were. hired another writer to write um more books. It, like because he's dead Mm -hmm. and the publisher apparently owns all the um owns the like bulk of the rights apparently they had they could write story more they could license out more stories kind of like you know how like the star wars had the expanded universe with like a thousand different writers contributing to it which is why they had so many continuity errors um
0: It's it's, it's like for our our, um, older listeners, I guess, or our younger listeners, that's the same reason we had Nickelodeon's Doug end on a final note, and then suddenly we had Disney's Doug Doug, where... Um, connie's no longer fat uh, roger's rich and still a bully doug wears long sleeves for some, some reason you know?
3: i don't know like yeah half
0: sleeves too they come up to who sells shirts that come up to half your forearm i mean i don't I know what you three call that style Three-quarter
3: sleeves. that's what they're called they're called three quarter quarters you
0: worn them things they're like mad uncomfortable i mean mind you when my women sleeves get wear quarters, them all the just, time okay and and this is a stylistic choice i just saying all right. I don't oh, know why. Okay, maybe Doug was that progressive then. Maybe um, I,
3: I doubt it because they made the fat girl thin. Yeah.
0: So. Alright, this has no this had nothing to do with the <laughs> girl with Spider's <laughs> Web. Continue, please. Sorry.
3: What what am I am I still talking about Doug?
0: <laughs> you were saying how this new installment was oh, yeah, yeah. Not, produced not. um okay. unrelated yeah, no. to the original this trilogy This w-
3: this was just uh this is some just someone else that the publishing company hired. To write the book, and yeah, no, the the widow was pissed, and uh, and I'll be fair; they're, they're hardcore fans, I'm sure, that don't really acknowledge the new because they're they're not his stories, and uh, yeah, not based on his. List.
0: Well, that I can understand, but as someone who was a fan of the books before the movies, and then saw all the movie, well, all four of the movies. I don't know how many more they may have made, knowing that there's more books now. Um, but the books of the the movies based off the original trilogy, both the Swedish and the American, I felt that this author, it's not spot on, but then again, the same way they cast a new James Bond in a new story when there's just, you know, more of that character's (laughs) role to tell. (laughs) This was I thought, (laughs) in the same spirit of Elizabeth Staliner's story. It also wouldn't really make sense to anyone who's not familiar with the prior books, and I think that's where it makes you to tell from the foot, because those are also the people that are going to know every little thing that's yeah, not exactly along the lines of how the original S- Steve Larson books would go.
3: I get though where the widow was coming from because the reason why he I think wrote she's those books. Give book. me that check, so well, yeah, no, these things. Are terrible. The reason why her husband wrote those books in the first place was very deeply personal reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he essentially Lisbeth is a real person. Uh, yeah, well, tell us She's about based that, off a real person, a friend of his who was. Assaulted in a similar fashion that Elizabeth was. Um, he was there though, and he didn't have, stop it. Oh wow! And she never forgave him, Damn. and so he wrote Elizabeth, um, like kind of like in her honor, and I guess also a way to deal with his guilt for the situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that, that it just kind of makes the publishing company look a little in bad taste to keep writing books. Clearly, he wrote his trilogy, and that was what he wanted. If he had notes for more stories, that'd be one thing, but he didn't. Mm. So this this was like a deeply personal project for him. So it's like seems a little
0: money grubby but okay all right no i get i get that i, I get <laughs> but that. i
3: mean if the books are good on their own i can't really blame the writer who wrote them because obviously this was a the job they were hired for
0: yeah and i thought i thought the story um just in terms of content was along the lines of something that would be in elizabeth sounder's side story you know um this isn't her main story because uh, Mikhail uh is uh does return in the story, but he's not one of the main f- characters like he was in the original trilogy. He's someone who she calls on when she needs help, and he's almost a glorified sidekick in some parts of this, in some parts of the film. Um, I'd like to say that it's still something that you can get into if you're not a fan of the original, uh, of the original um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy, but honestly, um, if I didn't know who these characters were going in, it would feel really disjointed to me. And I think that's Mm. because I'm, I'm inclined as a fan to give it a good review as a hardcore fan to say, I probably shouldn't have made in the first place, but I got to separate myself from that because journalistic integrity. But, um, as somebody who's just going into this picture, like fresh, not having any foreknowledge of the story, I found it to be lacking in a lot of places Mm. because it kind of just throws, uh, characters at you and you're expected to believe they had this deep per- interpersonal relationship, or you're expected to understand. Well, she's bitter towards this person, and just be okay with them not uh, giving any kind of inclination as to why. And if you hadn't gotten that from the previous story, in fact, I was. I took a couple of people to see uh, the American version of the first book, where um, some stuff that, uh, excuse me, of the of yeah of uh, some parts of the first book were really clearly delineated as to why this would be someone's motivation down the line. And in the movie, there are just scenes that are presented like, okay, this happened, they reacted this way. But that's why. Are they crazy people? You know <laughs> what's going on? And it suffered from that same, um, that same effect. Uh, I almost said say that same stigma, but that would, uh, that would I don't know, entail a chronic, a chronic condition. Basically, what I'm getting at is it's really only made, in my opinion at least, only made for people who are already fans of Elizabeth Town the series. Do you agree? Do you agree?
3: No, I, I get that. I, this definitely was made to um, cash in on the, the recognition of the franchise. That's like, a bummer, man. Cause she's badass. Because, mostly because I wanted to see so much. Can, like the biggest indicator of that is the subtitle. Instead of just uh, calling it the girl on the spider of the fact that they put another dragon, to, like another girl with a dragon tattoo. Sorry, like that's a real, Was that like, necessary?
0: Well, it could have been like Lizbeth Salander it, back in the habit, you know, because been, they wanted because so they wanted things.
3: to make sure you made that connection, mm-hmm. so you'll see it. Like because otherwise, they would have just had the just the name by itself. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that they recast it entirely, so you keep, the fact that they're trying to, yeah, no, the, it, okay, it, well, that, that's that part, there for the recognition, and so you'll go. It's, all right, there's well, the really recasting. Else not, to say
0: about it. No, the recasting. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating on because I thought. Uh, there may have been some stunt casting in the previous version Daniel Craig I don't really think um did a great And I'm not hating on him as an actor I don't really think he did anything m- remarkable as uh Mikhail Blomqvist in the uh in the uh Girl with the Dragon Tattoo in the previous movie so he just recasting that, he that never did,
3: he didn't never really seem to attempt an accent <laughs>
0: You no, know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he didn't. I don't want... Okay, the accents in this were decent. Uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm actually very happy about. The Americans were American. Uh, the Swedish people were actually Swedish. And you got Lakeith Stansfield in there, who it's hard to tell whether or not we we're supposed to like him or not like him because he's presented as a guy we're not supposed to like, but like, yeah, hey, he's not that bad. And then when he's like... Okay, I guess we're supposed to like him now. He's, he's not doing much. He's just like, okay, now he's there. Cool, we're on his side. He, okay, he did that. I guess that's kind of cool. But, oh, oh credits. What, what happened? Were he, he didn't, was he, did he do something? Did I go to the bathroom? <laughs> what happened? I, th- I think I blinked and I missed it. I missed his scene. You know, and, and it's kinda, it kind of breezes by. Mm-hmm. It breezes by, yet still feels like it dragged out. And, mm. yeah, that's, that's the thing. That, I, doesn't,
3: that doesn't sound like a happy movie experience. It
0: didn't. And you know what's <laughs> unfortunate? I liked this movie. I did. But because I acknowledge I have a personal attachment to the character. And I liked those books so much. Uh, I, I liked them before there were movies. It's rare. I'm not that guy. I, I'm, I, I usually hate people that say, well, you know, the book was better. Because uh, I'm like, those pretentious dicks. But I actually he read these books is. and liked Stop it. Right <laughs> um, and I I like this picture, but I acknowledge that as a movie, I got to give it a thumbs down. Mm. And it's just like it was on that line like the whole time. And I realized like the only reason I liked it personally is because I have a personal attachment to this story. I was really um excited when I heard there was more to this character. There's more in the life of Elizabeth Salander and Blonkristen, Kristen uh, and. That's what most audiences aren't going to have, and that's not the reason they should have made this movie. Mm. Um, so I got to give it a thumbs down.
1: That's so unfortunate. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what are you going to
1: do? I'm like, yeah,
3: because I really think like, a character like Elizabeth is a – I think a really good – like her existence to me is a good idea.
1: Yes, yeah. strong agree. She's yeah, the type like, of hero that I feel like we like she's really a, need right she's now. She's like
3: essentially a, fem- a very realistic version of a female Batman.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, she was, she, Batman was like blind, stank, rich. Well, if, and, ba- and, if Batman and, like,
3: was a regular person, like, look, I've had long conversations about what makes Batman Batman, and nobody will like what the conclusion I came to. <laughs> All
0: right, okay, for just, 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 just for just to play devil's advocate, Shayna will you enlighten us as to what makes Batman Batman? And you, oh, uh,
3: you're not gonna like it.
0: No one's gonna like it, but we still got to get this out.
3: Okay, white privilege makes Batman Batman. I'm
0: not disagreeing with you. Come on now.
3: Because for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, any hair. other, like, not just white privilege, but the privilege of the super wealthy. Because mm-hmm. first of all, anybody, like, only a remarkably privileged person would even consider taking their family down a place called Crime Alley as a shortcut.
0: Okay, there's there's a, there's a flaw, there's a flaw in that theory. I'm not going to nitpick. Um, but any suspect alley in general is a bad idea. Any person Continue. who
3: who lived in an area that, you know, has a lot of crime, knows the areas that they kind of want to avoid if they don't want to be like knife to death, shot or robbed. Mm-hmm. Also, Anybody else, you know, their parents die horrifically, either they're going to have a nervous breakdown or they're going to, you know, get therapy, work through their pain and become a productive citizen again. They do not go and spend absorbance amount of money from their super wealthy company and um, create an arsenal of personal weaponage to become a a vigilante dressed in the guise of a bat.
1: Mm. Only because they can't. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and again, it's an extremely privileged position to be in life. It, that is the only reason. Like, All
0: right. no, nobody, no, no. To be, to It
3: wouldn't fair, work with any anybody else in any other situation. I had situation, the resources to dress up as a muskrat exist. and
0: take you the streets. <laughs> so I, I, I might do this to myself.
2: Well, just to say one thing, it, it probably wouldn't be as interesting of a story if it was hey, hey, if man. it didn't you, you, you have don't this know, you don't know how, how, how much money pack yeah. gets down uh, then at that point it wouldn't be Batman it would be Bruce Wayne the traumatized victim
3: yeah no <laughs> like he's totally traumatized and they like, that's legit but like only someone with extreme notion of self-privilege would be like hey I was wronged more than anybody in the world and only I can fix it
0: all right, you've got a, <laughs> an interesting standpoint on that. Remember to send your letters to uh,
1: geekdownradio <laughs> at
0: gmail.com. Attention, Shayna, and I will make sure those forward right to your inbox. <laughs>
3: no, look, I love Batman. Like, honestly, though, I kind of love Nightwing a little more, but I do yes. love Batman. Like,
1: right? Uh, Robin is my man.
3: Uh, Dick Grayson is my freaking man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, all right. Johnny, you, uh, you going to round up the trifecta?
2: Uh, I I don't like Batman at all. So all right, Johnny's not a fan of Dick. It's a weird individual. <laughs> I thought uh, everyone uh, loved Dick. I like I like the villains of Batman though. Mm. Love the villains.
1: I mean,
3: the villains. Are, his rogues gallery is legitimately cool. Yeah. All well, right. okay. Most oh, of them. Oh, break, break when you down. when you start going down to like this the B and C one um lister, it gets a little. A little silly. I do remember a condiment ah, yeah. man at one point. <laughs> 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 Just saying. To be
2: fair, Spider-Man and a bunch of other heroes have some what, pretty... Calendar Man? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, no, stil- there's some, there's man some legit... Are, are doing it you for know you? what? The TV I show,
3: not. though, did a great spin on Calendar Man, because they made him female, and yeah. it, that, that was an awesome episode. That was
1: a great episode.
0: Okay, so... They... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We, we've gone like nine levels deep Mo- away. Yes, moving from on. The, the animated sounder.
1: series, thumbs up all around. It's the best best
3: <laughs> yeah. TV show ever, and if you haven't watched it, go watch it.
0: Yeah, I'm cutting all this out of the final edit. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> the movie is The Girl in the Spider's Web. Um, I liked it. If you're a hardcore fan of the uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series, you might want to see it just for closure but honestly i have to i do have to give it a thumbs down just in terms of the content and motivation for creation of the story which is kind of a bummer because i generally did not hate seeing this picture all right but now for something that um damn I, i'm trying to think of like a smoothly for something that doesn't suck but no <laughs> uh but no now uh i grew up watching serena the teenage witch anybody else in the house yeah all
3: right i mean tjif was the I mean, that's what you watched if you were a child in the '90s. It's Friday night, the moon is right, gonna have some fun. Show it how it's done. TGIF. That's what you did. Wow!
0: <laughs> Damn, took it to that the That's pretty good. Songs, I, I, I myself had different motivations. I was just in love with Melissa Joan Hart.
3: I liked her show. Chris explains it all. Who did
0: Yeah, she, she, she went. She, she went and saw Queen Latifah. You know, was willing to get grounded for it. Uh huh. That's oh, right. I that, or
3: I... No, I, yeah. I like the episode where RuPaul appeared. <laughs> But mostly because I kind of, to my heart, even to this day, wish RuPaul was my fairy godmother. Like, oh, like, that was my dream as a child.
0: All right, well, damn, we found something you and Tom have in common. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, these have very little Magical. to do with the chilling adventures of Sabrina. This is the new Dark Reboot that appeared on Netflix just recently. It's taking the story, or at least the uh, base concept, of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She's a young witch who's coming into, uh, uh, coming of age. Uh, to join the coven and devote her spirit to the Dark Lord. And I got to check this out. I went in eyes open trying to get the bias of loving the original series and hating that second cartoon show after liking the the first cartoon show.
3: Right, why did they... Canceled the first one only to make a second one that, that was inferior
0: because they were still money be made from the name apparently. That
3: was, yeah, and they, I had, loved two, they, they had, in two had two In the first you know one, them? it was mostly Joan Hart's little sister doing Sabrina's voice.
0: Aww. Yeah, that was cool. That and cool.
3: Mrs. Joan Hart did the voice of the ants. Oh.
0: Uh, yes, she she was that Falsetto. I do remember that. She was both of them. I, I, well, I remember. I remember one. Uh, Was a falsetto. I I didn't remember she did the other voice too. Yeah, she did
3: help the Zelda's voice. Okay, because I guess Hilda was
0: in. No, actually,
3: it's a boy. Yeah, she just used the higher pitch for one and a deeper pitch for the other. Such a shame.
0: Well, um, you can identify the different cartoon series too because the first one. Well, the stories were good, and also she and looked well animated. Really <laughs> yeah, the second one for some reason she had this weird <laughs> bump in her hair. It was not like really the, not like cheaply the, done. Yeah, not like the like he man cheaply done that was done. Sti- that was, sti- that was uh, popular at the time. That was fashionable, but like in the back, and it was just like I'm not sure what it was going for. It looked like <laughs> looked like a Smurf hat. That mm-hmm. was like colored yeah. in and, Yep. Same. And in the third series, she was really waifish. Looked like that um that show with the fashionable dog. It's damn it. I, if I if I show you the name. Uh, she looked like brace face. That's that's the uh, best. As I can set, oh best yeah, I can no,
3: you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. Yep. For a second, I thought that's what I was watching.
0: Oh okay, no. <laughs> and I was like, too- wait,
3: where's her braces? Oh wait, this is, there's a cat. She doesn't have a cat. Oh, this is Sabrina.
0: <laughs> okay. Yes, it is, and I like the changes that they've made here. I didn't think I would because uh, this seemed to, this show seemed to have a, a a campaign centered around showing how yes, it's dark. But we got the approval of the original cast and they had several YouTube videos of Melissa Joan Hart and, um, oh, dang it, I, uh, and uh, Beth Broderick and um, Caroline Ray watching uh, the new series. And giving their reactions. Doing reaction videos as to, oh, I guess that's pretty dark, but you know what? I still approve of this because, you
3: know, it's <laughs> so saying, ridiculous that that's needed.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but it, 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 it seems like they're going out of their way to say, no, it's like we got the okay from them, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like.
3: It's kind of sad because the truth of the matter is, if you actually read the Sabrina comics, mm-hmm. this is not surprising. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: O- okay, okay, so Enlighten is there because I only came into Sabrina from the TV shows.
3: Yeah, see, Archie's. I forget. Uh, but um Satan. <laughs>
0: Ha-ha. No, sorry, but, um, it must have been Beelzebub. Never mind. Well,
3: no, cuz Archie Comics, you know, started failing and another comic house bought them. But Wait, um, you
0: mean Archie Comics, which has existed since the 40s is somehow not relevant to today's teens? I can't yeah. imagine. Well, here's Ow. the thing.
3: A lot of the uh, the characters in the Archie universe mm-hmm. in I don't know, the last like meh, 10 years or so, mm-hmm. all got dark reboots.
0: Really? Yeah. Yep. They re- They did a dark reboot of Cheryl Like There was, like,
3: a whole thing with like um on Archie Comics where there was, like, a zombie apocalypse.
1: That was a great run. Yeah. Like Wait, does
0: this tie into, like, um Archie Meets the Predator, those, t- those books, Archie Meets no. the Punisher? I think it's all, like, yeah.
1: similar in the sense of, like, they were just throwing a lot of ideas out there and mm-hmm. making a lot of different... Uh, comics but that one was done in the original style of Archie comics which is great to see a Predator drawn in that style yeah.
3: but no these are like more recent and they're done in a different style like currently like think more Riven Dale look than what do you remember Archie looking like before?
0: No, the best Archie stories came from Frank Strom, the DD series. But yeah, like they had. Okay, so like tell me. do you
3: remember the show Archie's Weird Mysteries?
0: I do. Like yeah, that's came, like that a, came re- on really a early good in the
3: precursor to the direction that the Archie comics took, and so the other subsidiary ones also mm. followed suit. Like okay, so, so, Sabrina so. did take a dark turn, and the re- the comic one right now mm. is much closer to what the show is. Okay, yeah. so then
0: it's not uh, it's not like out of line with where Archie's where Archie went, um, in more in more recent years. I'm unfamiliar with this. Uh, this was I this was, I was blindsided by this. Yeah, yep.
1: there was a Afterlife with Archie, which was the zombie apocalypse, which was um, kind of a lot of the elements were taken from a Pet Sematary.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Was that kind of like sort of stock uh, background, mm-hmm. um, and that was really good. And it it did so well that they did. Uh, I can't remember if it was called the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or if it had no, a No, I, I well, think it was. Yeah, no, I think it is. And if you the, what are you
0: the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina,
1: and uh, so she sure gets this name. Yeah, ah, I see. And the opening credits, all of those, all of those comic elements that you see, that's the same style as the uh, as the comic book. The only unfortunate thing about the comic book is that it came. There were like two issues that came out, and then it did so well that they immediately went into negotiations to make a TV, TV show. So it took like a year for epi- for uh, the third issue to come out. And that's where I dropped off. But like Madame Satan, all this stuff, it was even darker than the Netflix TV show. So it's, if you... Yeah, it's easier to, to play off
3: a certain amount of darkness on print than it yes. is on screen. I, I'll be fair. All They're right, well, then <laughs> tell us
0: about the TV show then, because this is, so to anyone who's not familiar enlighten us as to the chill what the chilling adventures of sabrina the television program mm-hmm.
1: is about um so the chilling adventures of sabrina the new tv show on netflix is all about sabrina the teenage witch who is half witch half mortal she lives with her two witch aunts and her witch uh, cousin ambrose um who is a scene sealer oh, he's, i love him he's so great he's yeah that so brother cute. was all right he's, oh <laughs> wonderful I'm, um, and it's uh, the show opens like a week before her 16th birthday what you find out is that on her 16th birthday that will be her dark bat- baptism where she is to sign her name in the book of the beast and become a full witch um, so to speak uh, get all of her powers and do all of that stuff but this Sabrina is a very strong independent uh, young woman who really fights for social justice she um, cares about her friends she cares about all of her Uh, all of the mortals in her life including her boyfriend Harvey Um, and she's not sure if she wants to go through with this and she finds herself questioning a lot of things that um, as an audience member you are you're not given any easy answers uh, which is something that I struggled with for the first couple episodes because I was like why I don't know are the witches evil and that's kind of a question that they tease throughout the season.
0: See, now I got that that was a completely new take where the perf- the, the reason uh, there were, the, the, the world was dark is because we're used to them being good, mm-hmm. despite the fact that there are other evil witches, and I thought that the, the effect they were going for was they're likable, but they are the evil ones in this series.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's a question, because you have some characters, there are some witches who are absolutely evil, Zelda. and <laughs> and take pleasure in in other people's suffering, Zelda. but then uh Aunt Hilda is super sweet and is super nice to everyone and very nurturing and supportive of Sabrina. But
0: she's related to Zelda, which makes her evil by association. I get it. <laughs> I see what you're going at. Yeah, no, Zelda in this show was like Oof. she was rough, man. Yeah, and I love that because I'm used to just the ants being the positive role models and 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 you know the uh, the ones who reinforce that yes you know we do dark things but we're not bad people mm-hmm. you know and dude she was a villain yeah and I'm like yeah but she's your aunt she's gotta love you and then a couple things will happen where you're like oh I guess no she doesn't
1: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about Aunt Zelda when the first few episodes especially she is just like oh just unsympathetic at all she's Pretty vicious. She it's spends the, the entire it's the time. The cigarette on the stick, isn't it? Oh, I love it. It's oh, just yeah. like
0: she yeah. got this quirk. She she smokes a cigarette on a stick.
1: It's not even like a proper cigarette yeah. holder. I don't know what it
3: is. No, I think it is. It's just a really old-fashioned one. It's a oh, roach okay. clip,
0: okay? She's got, she's, she has got a large roach yeah, clip. With,
3: it's it instead of like a holder. I've seen something like this before. It's essentially looks like a pronged, really skinny, long two-pronged fork mm-hmm. and you'll sit on the cigarette into the prong that's even so better you could she's smoking smoke a cigarette down, on the fork back in the day cigarettes didn't have filters mm-hmm. so you could smoke it down further without burning your thing.
0: i do remember uh, that yeah well i mean i don't remember i wasn't there but <laughs> I, I remember i'm burdened learning that. with such knowledge <laughs> no no it's, it's all good i i, I did not aware that, i was not aware that there were cigarette forks out there you know so this is a thing we can research I mean. you know kids don't research that <laughs> <not> a <laughs> like yes
3: no don't don't figure out ways to smoke longer
2: cigarettes
0: yeah. <laughs> alright so Johnny is over there and he is all on Twitter wondering uh, why yeah. he would or would not want to see this show Yeah, when you enlighten him please
2: let me know
1: yeah if you like dark and spooky things I think you'll love this show I will say I am not a, like, fan of Riverdale. I've only seen a couple episodes. <laughs> Check to watch show. I'm not into, like, high school dramas. And it kind of starts off a little bit in that vein, and I struggled with it. But once I got to the third episode, I really turned around and got really excited about it. And that's when it gets more into really um the super witchy occult devil worship type of stuff it gets uh progressively darker from there um sabrina and her friends are really compelling characters they're
0: also really annoying kids
1: <laughs> i mean kids okay. are I so. kind of by uh, definition I, a little bit annoying
3: well
0: yeah but there's ways like, there's ways to have to write them where it's like they're interesting and and every, <laughs> they were every interesting. time i mean Susie and Ro- Yo, Susie and Ross. They bugged the crap out of was Jess
1: Sinclair from from Slenderman.
0: Oh, that's knew- that's not a selling point. Do you remember, do you remember that movie?
1: Well, no. I was that- so excited oh. that she like got to have more. Oh,
0: she got to act again, so we yeah. gave her a second <laughs> chance. <laughs>
1: That was Slender, wasn't
0: her fault. Man, the <laughs> Slender Man movie is a tragedy. You know what?
3: I feel plus. the same way about that guy, Justice Smith. Like, every time I see him pop up and something, am like, Yay, you're still acting. Because <laughs> I loved your show. Netflix was unfair to cancel it. <laughs>
0: right, you just, just said because Teen Wolf went to MTV. That's, that's why you met.
3: I never watched Teen
0: Wolf. Exactly. <laughs> I, out of protest. But she I did watch the hating. show,
3: The Get Down, from Netflix, and I really liked it. That was a great show. I thought
0: so too. It
3: was apparently got too expensive to produce, though. That mm. was Lerman. Yeah,
0: black, black people, man. Too much money, right? Because <laughs> uh, all the
3: music rights, like, the music rights were actually really expensive. Well,
0: yeah, that's uh, why. But, but, and really good music. But, but they, find, yeah. they find ways around that. They re-released Daria. It wasn't good without, the, well, I'm kidding. Yeah. 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 Dar- Daria no, no, was great, <laughs> but I do it miss suffered the without music the music.
3: That, like, because I'm an Uber fan, mm-hmm. like, I ignore that part, and I still enjoy it. But yeah, no. When it, I hear it's, the it's stock music in my head, I can't help but like, yo! Didn't they play like, what you call it, Will Smith in Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it, it
0: definitely like, takes away weren't from. Were they that. going
3: getting jiggy with it? Like, I swear.
0: It takes away from that, <laughs> that stuff. Uh, Sabrina didn't 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 um, didn't suffer from stuff like that. And honestly, I'm really surprised how much I like this series because it's not yeah. like I had, I, I was a fan of the original, but it's not like I had any deep, you know, personal. Uh, attachment like, oh, if they redo this, uh, held, uh, they'll will be held a pain none of that. it's just I'm familiar with it and various versions of it. I've picked my favorites because I've seen how bad it can get, you know, why do we need <laughs> another version, another reboot? I'm tired of gritty reboots, et cetera yeah, no i, I, then, I feel
3: that like the the dark gritty reboot, like for some things, fine, because maybe the original source material was dark and it was lightened up. Yeah.
0: Some Fine. things need that. Ninja go Turtles back. needed to go but, a little darker than fast forward. Yeah,
3: you know, being done for the sake of it, I, it's like, a lot of the reason why I had a hard time even deciding to watch that show, Titans. Like, Oh, my God. I, I resisted oh. real hard from even watching it just because... Because it looked terrible? <laughs> it looks better finished. But, um, but no, because like, I was like, you know, Titans wasn't really traditionally particularly dark comic it's weird that this is the choice for the dark well, like
2: it's not enough, a bad
3: show actually and it's actually pretty well produced but it's just like i i just didn't i still don't understand why that was the choice right?
0: i think i think that the that they had finally realized how horrible teen titans go really is so they decided you know it's what like, we got to strong disagree so um, this is what? like I want to thank Lulu for making her final <laughs> appearance on The Geek Down We're Here. Are you saying
3: this is the recoil, essentially? Yes. The... Yeah.
0: Like, like like a hard left shift. A way, a deep, deep overcompensation. Yeah. Maybe. Um, cause, maybe. Cause... I
3: mean, to be fair, like, my kids watch Teen Titans Go and they like it. And I, I get it. It's for them. It's not for me. Um,
0: They're what, like, 12?
3: Yeah, actually, they're 7 and 12. Mm. So, like, um, but... I do know some of the episodes are funny. Like, there are some of the gross out humor to me. I realized I checked out on it pretty quickly because there's an episode where they all dressed up like Thundercats and they puke from eating too much candy, and their puke joins together into the Thundercat symbol. <laughs> okay, so going back to like, going back to oh adventures my, of Sabrina, I liked much. a lot of the stuff that
0: they did in the series, <laughs> including having Sabrina actually take part in like some of the uh, satanic rituals. And that's the yep. thing I also noticed: satanic rituals, not all oh, dark and it's above the Elm supernatural. No, they there's a definite um, religious uh, no, uh, uh, subtext to this show where everything is uh the dark lord and satan are mentioned very I, often i'm and just so surprised i haven't heard like a whole of bunch of stories of some point. sort
3: of like
1: you know parents watch group like saying that this show should oh be even down. better wait Lil, do you have a story <laughs> well i was gonna say for one that i wouldn't call it a religious subtext i would say it is it very is not overt a lot of mean is trying um, it's trying to convert everywhere. people
0: to christianity i mean it's making no. references direct references to those where most shows wouldn't. no no it's
3: making yeah. direct res- references to satanic satanism and that is why i'm surprised i don't hear
0: like, oh wait like, I'm h- definitely. how much have you watched because in the later episodes they talk a lot about the false god
3: you know oh, I I so, <laughs> yeah. that 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 is a direct reference to christianity mm-hmm.
0: so yeah most shows would gloss over I, i'm
3: like man i've not heard like a
1: whole buttload of outrage i was like how is that possible i think started <laughs> so it- watching it I think part of that is that it's on Netflix, which is a paid subscription service. Yeah, but they got all
3: mad about the show, Dear White People. Like, I remember, like, protesting and, like, we're going to get rid of our subscription. Fine. Well, that's because they're racist. But, (laughs) like, I've seen people get upset for lesser things. And I'm
1: like, this has clear, like, really dark occult. I'm like, Man. I am surprised it's this? it's gotten away with it at least so far and is as explicit as it is. I so think that much. really like shows. I'm not kind bothered. Of where I was
3: just well, really here,
1: surprised.
0: The kicker here was uh, it wasn't Christian groups uh, that spoke out against it. <laughs> it was the Satanic Temple, yeah, and I think it was for defamation uh, for showing them in um, a more cultish view I than mean, they've tried to present over the last few years.
3: I well,
2: mean, d- that d- d- is. Gotta,
0: Hey man, I'm, right, not, I'm not. I'm not justifying. I'm just reporting the story. do like get right.
3: mad about the roots of your religion. I just okay.
0: thought. I just thought that was that was that was a, that was an interesting quirk. But I got to give this show a thumbs up. Um, it it and it's one of those things where it's like I liked an episode and then an, an episode would like lose me and then the next episode would win me back. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that came from, I, I think her 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 two friends, Roz and Susie, had potential, and then they tried to ham fist some supernatural elements into them. And I'm like. Okay, this would be cool, but y'all are some annoying ass kids.
1: I mean, and then, I think just think you hate women. Pat is what really, I think. <laughs> or how, maybe he just hates. I, I mean, Hilda, maybe how much he I just I doesn't Sabrina. like teenage girls. That could yeah, be an and teenage girls are, to be fair, very extra. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Um no I, like, I I, I, didn't I understand I them enjoy- when I was a teen, I don't get it now I enjoyed the weird sisters I liked the f- I like the way they played them where first they're really bigoted towards her because she's a half witch and then they find ways once they get past that bit of storyline to still work them in as villains and then they're kind of frenemies and then mm-hmm. uh different storylines uh, give her give opportunities for them to use different types of magic and stuff so I have to give this a thumbs up because. It kept it interesting throughout the whole series. Even episodes I didn't like, I still needed to see what happened next. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching, thinking, yeah, okay, you know, I'm not really liking what's happening here, but yo, I got to see what they do with because they 'cause they're gonna <laughs> do a thing with it, So um, I got to give it a thumbs up.
1: Definite thumbs up. Uh, once again, if you watch the first couple episodes and you're like not a hundred percent pulled in. Honestly, stick with it till at least the end of the third episode. That's when it really kind of got me and pulled me into it. Um, and it does get a little bit more uh, substantial and kind of um, I, a lot of the characters that seem very one dimensional and annoying really start to become fully uh, rounded, or at least more so. Um, so, definite thumbs up.
3: I totally give it a thumbs up. Honestly, it didn't even take me to the third episode is when the teacher got the scissors to the neck in the first episode that got me. I was like, oh, okay, so now I know exactly where we're going. All right. I'm on board. Let's do this.
0: Uh, So it wasn't like the shovel to the face of a certain character we love and didn't see coming.
3: Yeah, I yeah, know. This like happens in like what the, like, the first like 10 to 15 minutes of the show. <laughs> like, so, so it sets you up well where where we're going as far as levels of darkness. Like, yes. oh, okay, you're just going to just kill the sweet old lady like right now. Okay. All right. All, <laughs> All right.
0: right. So the show's The Chilling Adventures of so the Chilling I don't have the right voice for this. Anyone?
2: The Chilling Adventures <laughs> of Sabrina. <laughs> you sound vaguely
1: <laughs> like a witchy poop. Beautiful.
2: I could do the Chucky voice. <laughs> oh, I can. No, now won't I want to ask Pat
3: to if he can do the HR Puffin stuff voice.
2: Uh, come on. You, you hear the zackles.
0: way I sound? Why, why you got to? No. You, don't, <laughs> oh, oh. Mm, mm. Give me, you give me some lemon tea and then we'll talk. All right. So um, we're going to take a couple minutes to, uh, to. Oh, that was The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It's on Netflix right now. Check it out. We're gonna take a couple minutes before we go to talk about Stanley Martin Lieber, better known to most folks these days as Stan the Man Lee, co-founder uh, of Marvel Comics, writer of a lot, writer and creator of a lot of the uh, original, um, popular characters that have transcended time and history over the last few years. We're talking Fantastic Four, the Avengers, um, uh, co-created the X-Men. And uh, oh, Panther. Spider-Man, one, one of the biggest. Black Hulk, Panther. Black Panther too. Um, Hulk. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. So I think we all have our favorites. We all have a uh, uh, personal attachment to some element of Marvel comics. And Iron Hulk Man. They've affected us. Uh, apparently, Johnny um, yep. is attached to Iron Man and Hulk. I'm. I'm just.
2: Label, you know listen off a few
0: okay cool yeah. I'm forgetting them there's what, quite
2: I'm, I'm a few I mean this, this guy has a smorgasbord of, so of just brand new franchises mm-hmm. huge things that spawns numerous comics video games movies uh, and memorabilia action figures mm-hmm. uh, Lego like a whole set of stuff over the past what 40 ish yes, maybe how many uh, of these you did, did you play about? with uh, I played with quite a quite a bit, both in, in numerous forms, whether it be uh, going to the movies, mm-hmm. uh, playing with uh, some of the action figures, and where I sort of played a lot with was the video game adaptations of these, especially mm-hmm. like uh, the the very famous uh, six player X Men. Uh, arcade game. Where I remember that. Each yes. one, each slot was a dedicated character. Where you had like Rogue, and you had Wolverine, and you had Cyclops. No, no, uh, no,
0: sir. There was no Rogue in that game. That was Dazzler. Da- oh, <laughs> you, you had Dazzler, the most obscure character in in She's this day not and age. She's
3: obscure. It's just that Man. she lost popularity. Okay, fading a long into obscurity time like makes
0: that. you <laughs> obscure. Okay, yeah. you know Dazzler was supposed to be Grace Jones. Really? Yes. Oh wow. We, we've talked about this on the show. How
3: she become? But I'm confused because
0: because the, because the public wasn't ready for a prominent black superhero heroine that was also as flamboyant in your face as the Grace Jones image, and she was mostly modeled directly after Grace Jones. If you look it up, Google Dazzler Grace Jones, you can see some of the original artwork. See, like I keep getting uh, this wonderful like
3: knowledge <laughs> about random comic book characters. This is just like the knowledge about um lucid for a morning star in dc that he's essentially david bowie ah okay.
0: <laughs> yeah that way li- i think that don't quote me on that but i think that was also the inspiration for the sovereign on venture brothers being david bowie huh. because the ultimate bad guy and stuff but yeah like, no stuff like that
3: literally he's like the most powerful char- he's like one of the most powerful characters in the dc universe mm-hmm. it's
0: just it's just yeah. david bowie. right next to sta- right next to squirrel girl <laughs> i know I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down
2: so stan lee yes uh uh this this figure that has spawned numerous uh, franchises, characters, very iconic imagery. I mean, there's what Spider-Man uh, statues that are in uh, various parts of Asia, just just mounted right onto the side of buildings and whatnot. Uh, and all oh, so, yeah. of these characters came from one, well, from multiple people, but I, but, but one of the one of, the, of key yeah. figures, mm. the key figures, the figurehead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, is uh, Stanley himself? I mean, he's the mm-hmm. one who got
3: to name the company Marvel in the first
0: place. Yeah, and you know what we know? What's cool about that is um, we know him as like the uh, the lovable, fun old guy who you know represented all this stuff. But he was just this goofy, yes, so this goofy writer back in the day who liked using weird terminology and stuff, mm-hmm. excelsior and stuff I mean, like that. You know, what excelsior means excelsior means yes to excel, but also um, like you know a state of excellence. But also, if you look it up. Uh, the more prominent definition back then, when he first started using it, was wood shavings.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, but but he's just this guy who had this like uh, this like out there lexicon, and you know somehow managed to make that into something cool. And one of the things I love, you hear random interviews with him. I called him an old pimp at the start of the show because. He always wore those glasses. He always wore, like, leisure suits and the oversized collars and stuff. He always had, like, the beetle boots and the heels. You watch this guy, and the thing is, like, long before people dressed like this and it was cool to long after people were dressed like this and it was cool, that was just his thing, okay? The man had style. And uh, I I love, like, old interviews where it was like he was also very self-aware. And he's like, comics had no respect back when he got started. He was a writer who worked in comics and wanted to expand this, but he also realized that, yeah, I'm probably not gonna be able to feed my family with this as my, as my, as my, you know, as my, as my oeuvre. So he didn't use his real name. He used the name Stan Lee.
3: A lot of the um, guys who came out around the same time as him, like Mm -hmm. Jack Kirby too, a lot of them were Jewish and they had very traditional Jewish names and they changed them.
0: And he wrote under his, he wrote under his birth name uh, when he was doing serious writing. But anything comic related, anything entertainment related, he short he shortened his first name into into two names and went as Stan Lee, and I'm like that worked out because that started off as something you did just so you could continue to get work, and it eventually evolved into your own brand.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. You
0: know, I thought that was cool as hell. Lilith, what's your awesome. Lil, what's your what's your what are your machinations on Stan Lee?
1: Oh, Ruminations, excuse me. I mean, it, it's nigh impossible to overstate his importance as a cultural figure Um, as someone who loves comics you know the bubble in the 90s did a lot of things but it also it it really helped to bring to prominence a a lot of different writers and artists and and everything there's so many people that kind of owe his (laughs) chicanery (laughs)
0: <laughs> the
1: hijinks mm-hmm. all of his hijinks you know he, he was really a p.t barnum-esque kind of guy but it, it oh. worked really well yeah, like, in, oh. in the most positive way in the pot i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i forgot no 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 let, let, no 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 like is is very very family <laughs> uh but yeah
0: Sam, hurry 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 true believers
1: exactly he, he really created this larger than life aura and that that really i think helped a lot of people in a lot of different way, ways he told stories that were at, at times just entertaining or funny and at times very healing so it's it's really sad that we don't get more of him but he's also given so much for so many years it's
0: 95 years 95 years he really
1: Um, made a good go of it Mm -hmm.
2: yeah that's a fantastic lifespan right there yeah Mm. all right right, so Shayna, any any
3: like well i mean i grew up a marvel girl like i i loved marvel as a kid like x-men was my absolute favorite i rushed home every afternoon to watch that after school, like, the X-Men cartoon yeah. and Spider-Man, those are my yeah. ah, that, those then then right into, um, like, Batman, yeah. anime series, that was my afternoon, as soon as the homework was done, that's where I was, like, yeah. I loved that show, and man, and I loved, like, I consumed Marvel, like, media like crazy when they started making the movies, and I like, every show that they ever made, I watched, even someone's ones. <laughs> But, Marvel, yeah, no, Marvel, he was also, Muppet like, Babies there was a, was a, re- show. Mm-hmm. Like, so a reason, like, there's a reason why, though, that I, I I loved Marvel more, because Marvel had characters that looked like me, and DC didn't have any, at the time, like, top-rung characters that were, like, any minority. Like, it, it was pretty snowy white there, and I well, get hey, it. No, to
0: be fair, DC, um, the green characters and the orange people, yeah, and the yeah, blue okay. people were supposed to be there. Like, I'm like, in, yo, in yeah, y'all got everything cat, but brown. In, yeah, yeah, exactly. I see, I see what you're talking
3: about. And yeah. the fact that Marvel made one of the first legitimate like African-American characters, and then one of the first African characters, and they treated like, African culture with such respect. And I was like, man, any other comic house would have made it a punchline. They would have made it a joke, and I know that. And it's just like, I was. it's so nice to know that stanley saw it as an opportunity to show you know something better also that he always was mindful of his female characters that he never wanted them to appear weak he always wanted them to be strong minded make their own decisions like without being reliant on their male counterparts and i was like that's really refreshing and in a time way before anybody was thinking about that in mainstream media yeah. so it like yeah no he gave a lot and besides i can't imagine that we would have people like kevin feige or mm-hmm. what you call it josh whedon <coughs> or any of the super geeks that now kind of control media right now yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> none of them would exist if not for him like he gave like the weird kids of america something to wish for and achieve for it and like dream for it and that's like everything
2: yeah so. That's beautiful. He's the Walt Disney of uh of of cool today. kids. <laughs> and uh, he's one of the greats that will be known for probably uh, the next 100 plus years easily. And his influence across all other creative forms uh, from people that he has directly inspired and the people of the people that he has mm-hmm. inspired. Like this is going to carry on for many generations. And these franchises, these brands are only going to spawn... Uh, other fan- franchises and brands that were uh, influenced by it in one form or another. So uh, he's going to live on for quite a bit of time uh, in a spiritual form of some in one in one way or another. I, I hope so. Like-
0: I hope so. I liked how he used his influence to carry forth um, like political messages, and not like heavy-handed pushing agenda, mm-hmm. but just to 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 let people know that yeah we do entertainment that you know is for children but we're also dealing with things like they they uh... uh came under heavy scrutiny by the comics code and um, a lot of the cal a lot of the early characters were allegories for uh... for a- uh, anti bigotry racial mm-hmm. harmony um, civil rights and acceptance uh... tolerance the x-men is w- is probably the most famous because mm-hmm. um, in that world they were designed as super as uh... metahumans with extra abilities extra normative abilities were, um, uh, were uh, chastised in this society, were treated as second class citizens, were feared by many people because they were different and they couldn't, he, they couldn't directly write about civil rights issues but they had uh, that, re- that representation that second class citizens essentially
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and I also liked how when you look into it you have your Professor X as like your Martin Luther King character mm-hmm. and the Magneto who's not a villain
3: He's kind but, of um the Malcolm X character. Yeah. yeah. Like, like before that. that before they kind of made up and like were on the same side. Yeah. Like early in their um, interactions with each other. Yeah, it was actually pretty antagonistic. At least on Malcolm's side.
0: Well, Dr. <laughs> King had more Malcolm in him than people realized. Like well, well yeah, everyone, but everyone he remembers just, the guy yeah, have a dream speech. Yeah, no but one he just held it, it like was,
3: he, he would just, he you know. He managed it better. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas, he kept it in check. Well, no, it was just a <coughs> two very different ways of approaching the same issue.
0: Mm-hmm. I also, do you remember Sam's Soapbox? Uh, and every, every, one of those com- every one of the Marvel comics, there'd be, instead of, oh, a, instead oh, of a letters page, there'd yeah. be Sam, Sam soapbox, soapbox. Where yeah. people would write letters, and he would respond to those, and he would have, like, a message directly from him, like, right in the center there. It was Sam's Soapbox. And like, a think. lot of those, yeah, a lot of those... It's been a long time since I bought a comic. Well, maybe they don't <laughs> like do Sam's soapbox anymore. That's that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a thing of the past there. Well, yeah. But he would speak out about, like, you know, uh, anti-bigotry and how in this comic we talked about blank, which is reflected in today's society. In the news, this was blank and blank happening, you know. Or he'd have, like, a spotlight, a character spotlight and tell what was the motivation behind creating them. And some of the f- most famous ones are, like, he'd have, like, Luke Cage there. And he'd talk about how... Yeah, this this is a black character. And he has like a, he's wear he wears a chain, but it's also about like breaking bonds and perseverance. Crown. Yeah, I, I also I thought it's, I thought it looked stupid, so I don't want to comment on that.
3: I mean, I mean, his original costume was. Yeah,
0: that, <laughs> but, like squished in fro. Come on, man! Mm-hmm. Style is important.
3: Look, look it was what it was the sixties. There's a lot of yeah listen, troubling costume good. choices yeah. during nothing that time.
1: Built. <laughs> Nothing beats a, a gold silk shirt, in my opinion. I mean,
3: but then again, the 90s were also really sucky for comic book posters.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. That, the, the bubble, though, uh, the bubble, though it was one of the it main things. I want, I want to kick it over to Tom, because you've been awfully silent, man. I want to know what your Stan Lee recollections are.
2: Oh, man, obviously, I'm not the uh, the, the geek extraordinaire that you guys are, but... Wait, did he just I mean, look at us? Yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm talking up. Kiss you. Uh... No, I mean I was a I, I grew up a, a huge Spider-Man fan. That was that was the one for me as a kid, and still continued to be the one through through adolescence. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I'm I'm still uh, still processing it. But rest in peace, Stan Lee.
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Spider-Man's deep too, man. That was one of the ones where he tells the story of how he created it, and everyone thinks there's this grand Thing that you know inspired him, he had a dream or some such, and he tells a story. He's like, No, I was looking to create a character. I looked at my wall, there was a spider. I'm like, That's a cool thing that he can do. I'm gonna write a cool a character that can do that cool thing, you know. Right? Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll give him a name, okay? He's gonna be Fly Man. And then he brought that to, I think he said like Steve Ditko, and he was like, No, it's a terrible name, try again. So, okay, well, I saw a spider. It's like, Okay, call him Spider Man. Like, okay, great, Spider Man. And that carried over. I'm like, Damn, all right, he was truthful with it, he just came with the real. You know, so it's like he was, he was down to earth. He was Stan Lee. He was 95 years old. He'd been in, com- he'd been in comics. He'd been publishing since he was, I believe, uh, 16. Yeah. Uh, and in comics since he was 18 or 20. So the majority of his life, extensive in uh, comics. And in that, his influence c- has permeated generations. Mm. Uh, and the man born Stan Martin Lever, we know him as Stan Lee. Stan the man Lee. Yeah. And I want to say, rest in peace, sir. You will be missed. Uh, respectfully, am the geek down. All right, so uh, this has been the geek down here on w- WEMF radio. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action packed, awesome episode. I want to thank Lil' Beast in the house.
1: So happy to be here again.
0: I want to thank the baddest mm-hmm. bee in the room. All due respect, Shana.
3: Thanks <laughs> oh, nice to be here again.
0: Don't leave me hanging out. All right, I want to thank just Johnny. You. Yep. I want to thank. You, oh, okay, you you were coming with your own nicknames uh, the last couple I weeks. Know. I don't know. Surprise me this week. I want to. I want to thank the timid Titmouse, Tom. Ooh. <laughs>
2: timid tip mouse. Right. I like that one.
0: <laughs> and want to thank you, wonderful listeners, for joining us. You can catch us every Monday nights right here on WMF Radio. Also, if you want to get in touch with us during the week, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail dot com or find us on Facebook slash the geek down or follow us on Twitter at the geek down we're also on soundcloud look us up geek dash down we're on itunes look us up the geek down we are all over the mother look up uh instagram for pictures and convention coverage etc and you can just go to the regular website geek down.com for all that good stuff there and in the about section you'll find all the uh contact information and individual bios and stuff on the uh, the members all that man we, are, we you can't get rid of us And also, if you were just listening on WFRadio.com, you can also watch us at twitch.tv slash TheGeekDown and actually see every episode weekly. Whew, that's a mouthful and a half. (laughs) All right, but until next week, we'll catch you all. Same bad time, same bad channel. But I want to remind you, we all want to remind you, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.